0: Here at Lake Grove Presbyterian Church, we recognize the complexity of this season and are inviting all of us to reflect on our experience of this complicated and uncertain. Oh, Good morning, Pastor Lillian. Welcome, Lake Grove and friends. We're glad to be gathered here with you today. And Lillian, for our caring conversation this morning, you have brought us something Really fitting for a tender moment we are all in. Yeah, we want to
1: for this episode, I think we're already at episode 40. I want to entitle it sharing a common loss. And I'm borrowing the language from this beautiful um, book of liturgy. It's every moment holy. And um, today, as we were preparing and thinking through what we would talk about, Um, And as part of our practice to name the difficulty and complexity of the season. um, I wanted to talk about the way that we grieve and the way we grieve is both personal and unique. Mm -hmm. Um, We thankfully have uh, research and uh, studies from uh, Dr. Kessler and doctor Kupler Kubler-Ross back in the early 2000s who spent, I mean, this was years of research and developed what's now pretty familiar and pretty popular to us, which is the five stages of grief. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, And from that study, I just want to um, read, there's like an author's note at the beginning of their book that was published on grief and grieving. And um, what they say, I think is, I think it's a good thing to remember as we grieve. And so, what they say is there is no correct way or time to grieve. So, even though they come out with this research, you know, with the five stages of grief, and uh, many of you probably can name of at least a, three of them, which is denial, isolation, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Um, we want to remember that there. what they say is that there is no correct way or there's no correct time to grieve and that it is so personal and unique. Um, the reason why I want to bring this to our conversation today is because our community at Lake Grove Presbyterian Church, we are grieving as a community. Yes. Um, on September 18th, um, our dear friend and beloved Pastor Emeritus, Bob Sanders, he died peacefully. And many of our uh, church family members knew him personally. Um, I know Pastor Susan, I know you knew him personally. And he played such a meaningful, meaningful role in many people's faith journey yes. um, and lives. Mm-hmm. Um so I just wanted to recognize that and maybe just take us um, take us to a place where we can grieve as a community. Mm-hmm. We could grieve for this great man, this great leader. Thank you, Lillian. Um, and so as we do that, I'm referring back to that book, that liturgy book. And um, Susan, I was thinking we could just read through it. There's a leader portion and a people Uh, portion that is read. And for all of you who are listening, um, if you would just join us in this liturgy for those who share a common loss. Mm -hmm. O Christ, who mediates the spaces between us, be present in our midst. For we have lost one we love, And we do not wish the outworkings of this pain to further isolate and divide us, adding to our suffering any loss of relationship with one another.
0: Therefore, O God, give us grace and guidance to love each other well in this heartbroken season.
1: If we are to foster holy community, even in our grief, we must begin by first confessing this truth though our lives are closely twined and our grief
0: is shared. The patterns of our grieving will surely be as different as our personalities. One of us might need space and silence to slowly process this loss. While another might need to talk about it often.
1: One might need frequent distractions from their sadness so as not to be overwhelmed.
0: While another might be unable to focus on anything but their grief.
1: One might feel all emotions magnified.
0: While another is too numb to feel anything. One might work long hours or exercise till they're exhausted. While another may hardly find motivation to get out of bed. One might process the
1: worst of their grief in a few short months or even weeks and seem to be moving
0: on again with life, while another might return to a sense of normalcy very slowly and over a course of years. There is no right way to grieve,
1: so there will be much room for confusion, misunderstanding, and hurt feelings
0: between us. God... Give us sympathy and compassion for one another.
1: Indeed, if we are to love one another well in this wounded season, we must not burden others with expectations for how they should navigate their own share of sorrow. Rather, it is a season in which we must study each other's hearts, learning to observe, to listen, to consider what the other is thinking and feeling and what they might need, but never expecting it will be the same as our own need and not accusing or condemning them when it isn't.
0: Give us sensitivity and insight, O Lord. Fill us afresh and repeatedly with love and compassion for one another. Sharing
1: our grief with others who grieve differently will not be easy. We will not do it perfectly. Grace must be our rule, for we will need to forgive one another often. But if we would grow nearer, even in this season of deep sorrows, we must each strive to be mindful of and vulnerable with one another, and also to be always patient and forgiving and
0: kind. Even as you have borne our sorrows, O Christ, let us now learn to carry one another's griefs.
1: Indeed, O Spirit of God,
0: hear our prayer
1: and knit our hearts closer, that we might serve each other well sharing our burdens, growing in increasing love rather than increasing frustration. And so becoming to each other sources of strength and consolation even in the midst of our diverse ways of grieving.
0: Let us learn, O Lord, to offer comfort and to receive comfort from one another. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lillian, for bringing us this very tender and helpful liturgy. We will talk to you next time, Lake Grove. God is with us.